Hello and welcome to the newest episode of DeAndra and the co-host. I am DeAndra Reviews and this episode is brought to you by DeAndraReviewsItAll.com where I review entertainment for the light it gives. All the new music, all the new films, all the new TV shows, all the new is reviewed by me with a very social, psychological, even political perspective. And that's why I really enjoyed having Nisha Nice as my co-host for this episode, because I think a lot of, a lot of shows um, discussing wellness and discussing mindfulness, although this is technically a music show, this is a music interview. I laugh, I have fun with people. I don't know why I keep on having to reiterate that. <laughs> or at least that's what I want to, because I feel like when you get deep with somebody and you pick their brain and you observe their wisdom, you observe their intelligence, there's this idea that there's no lightness to that. That's not a light experience. But I think on the contrary, the wiser you are, the lighter you feel, the more you can laugh, the, the more you can observe the world. And in Nisha Nice's case, protect yourself from it. I think what makes this episode so unique is that a lot of other shows are talking about how how to help you see your light. But Nisha's seen it. We've seen it. We know we're light. We know we're powerful. We know we're great. There's no doubt about that. But there's a step that comes after seeing how powerful you are. And it's observing how you can show it, who you can show it to, who's who is worthy enough of being by your power if that makes any sense. I think it does. And she's so powerful. Nisha Nice, we even discuss, she's probably, she was probably a pharaoh in a past life, 100%. She just has that vibe of somebody who understands that this world likes to play games. And if you want to win, if you want to change the game, if you even want to become the, the, the inventor of the game, then you have to recognize not everybody is worth seeing or observing or being with your power. And even if they come into your space, you have to kind of play a little bit of the Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I know that doesn't seem like apropos advice. Ooh, yes. Apropos. Word of the day. But it's the truth. You have to protect yourself. Once you know you are worthy, then your journey is about protecting that worth from people that will steal it, from people that will try to crush it or use it even against you for their own benefit. And Nisha Nice definitely knows that story. So I really hope you enjoy this episode, you know, just for uh, pointers, advice, and even the joy of observing somebody who knows they are great, they deserve greatness, and they will get it. So enjoy this episode of Deandra the Co-host, brought to you by DeandraReviewsAtAll.com. And in this episode, I am interviewing Nisha Nice. Enjoy. Nisha Nice said twice, the queen, happy to be here. Get into it. All right. Oh, I like that introduction, get into it. And I love your glasses by the way thank you thank you queen appreciate absolutely it. adore them <laughs> so you send over this runs as you know everyone sends me their top fave topics to discuss about and i think the first one will probably be the most well 
the most present one in a lot of people's mind, which is how have you been living through the pandemic? The good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful. Yeah. Um, wow. It, it definitely, it, you know, it was a blessing in disguise because to me, it really just showed, you know, the survival of the fittest, you know, like who can literally make it through the toughest times, whether that was, you know, friends that you thought that you really had in your corner, when it came down to something as serious as this pandemic, you know, a lot of people's communications kind of dwindled out, you know, I mean, um, I'm grateful to have good people in my circle, but I just know like a lot of peers of mine, just different stories that I've heard, like, hey, niece, you know, those people, they didn't last after the pandemic, or I saw people's true colors during the pandemic, or, you know, so it was, a, it was a lot of, um, you know, a lot of truth coming to the light during the pandemic. Um, obviously, it wasn't the best time because of, um, you know, people getting sick and, and losing their lives. I mean, that's never a good time. But then this was really a time for a lot of us to come together. I mean, all races, all ethnicities, all ages, for everybody to band together and say, hey, you know, no matter your racial uh, uh, status or no matter your um, level of whatever your career is, we're all human. We're all on the same level and we all want to be treated as such. So let's come together Let's bring that love back. So I think this was, you know, just a time of the year to really, really, really find the love, search for the love and find a way to get back to it. And I saw a lot of that. I saw a lot of that even during these times. I saw a lot of people just standing and gathering in love. I think it's it's a cross because I definitely understand the the realization of like, wow, some of my friends aren't my friends or some of the people that claim to love me don't. And it's heartbreaking in particular because I, like some of the people that I've lost, I genuinely liked them. Like I liked them. And now they're, I was like, wow, we, we didn't have the same connection the whole time. And I didn't see that. I can't believe I didn't see that. And there comes the self-analysis, the self-doubt. And then to have that experience in the middle of a pandemic where it wasn't just about COVID, it was about Black Lives Matter. It was about realizing the economic, racial, and ethnic disparities in our country that left a lot of people to die, whether it be from police brutality, disease, or homelessness and poverty. I mean, millions of people are without a home, without a business right now. And to have all that happening as you realize that the people you love don't exactly love you back is like, you know, I'm emotionally spent, just saying it. Yes, it's a lot, girl. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Mm, it's deep. It's deep. But, you know, I couldn't be more grateful at the end of the day for this time, you yeah. know, because needed. it was needed. You know, like you said, you know, before this, you may not have even noticed the people who truly really weren't your friends. But yeah. now it's Whoa, 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 this is a time where I'm not distracted. Things are quieter. I'm sitting still. Now I'm really noticing that you don't really check on me as much as I check on you, or you don't really re reciprocate the energy that I give to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, it was a time that we definitely needed. So then 
my question would be, what did you realize is powerful of you, about you? Because I think that what happens is you go into the darkness and then you get a stronger light. So what was your stronger light in going through all this? Where did you like, damn, like I am powerful. Yes, yes. Um, I will have to say like a little bit before the pandemic really hit, how it hit, I was in a, um, a car accident in February of 2020 where uh, I literally posted the footage on Instagram and everything because it was just such a testimony of how I made it through this thing. But here I am sitting still and a guy jumps over the sidewalk and just flips my whole car. So like I said, literally before the pandemic hit and set everybody down, that accident set me down in a different way. And I remember being like, oh man, I'm missing out on events. Um, but it was like, I was sitting down for one week and that next week was when the news was talking about COVID and the shutdown and the stay at home order. So I had, the universe had already prepared me to be still when the accident happened and I couldn't figure out why, but I was already still. And then when the pandemic hit, I already knew how to be still because I had already been doing it. So for me, unlocking my power, truthfully, I think it was just more and more searching within and with me searching for my powers within my greatness, within the God or the goddess within how can I continue to be a service to people? How can I continue to be essential? You know, everybody want to be like, oh, if you're not an essential worker, you don't need to be out. But this is what something that I was saying during the pandemic. I'm an essential artist. I'm essential to this universe. I am essential to this music. My message is essential more now than ever. So my power was realizing more and more how are you essential during this time i need to be uplifting people that's essential people need to be empowered that's essential people need to continue to hear good music high vibrational music when we're in such a time of low vibrations that's essential so me unlocking my power was finding out more and more what can what's what's your natural gifts where if this place is closed down that event is closed down what can you do in the comfort of your home and still be a service of people. And that's just literally tapping in with myself and continuing to let it flow. I think that's an absolutely stunning thought of kind of realizing, yeah, you are essential. You do matter. You do bring value in every aspect of your life to others and to yourself. And it kind of explains, I'm noticing a lot of symbols. I'm noticing the wrestler. I'm noticing that the Pharaoh over here, and those are symbols of strength. Are you into Egyptian culture? Are you into wrestle culture? Yeah. So this is actually a new crystal that I got here. And this is the rock on hey. top of this crystal here. So yeah, it was um, very new for me because I'm new on my crystal journey. I've always been into the Egyptian culture and that whole um, history of it. But this is new for me. So this was my first piece that I got just the other day. And I thought it was dope because it's literally the rock on top of this sacred rock here, this sacred crystal and gem. And I forget the name. Like I said, I'm new. Is but it I know tourmaline? It, it, it like may tourmaline. be. Yeah. It may be. It's black here. It may be. Is it to ward off negativity? Yes. Yes. Tourmaline. Yeah. Yes. See, this is what I'm saying. We helping each other out here, please. <laughs> it's a new journey for me. 
what yeah. he said. But yeah, here is um, let me see if I can pull this up a little bit. Here is um just who I aim to be more and more every day. This is a representation of when Beautiful. I finally get to where I'm going. Thank you. Um, I have I just got this one here the other day. I don't know if you can see that one, but it's actually oh, me. Wow. Oh wow, stunning. That's Thank art. Thank you. So, and then I have the one on my neck and the yeah. aunt. I'm feeling, I'm feeling in, I am feeling in, but I want to be literally a representation of, of ancient uh, Egypt. I do. It's just, it's in my blood. I can't, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know why I'm so uh, inclined to say, no, I want to get this artwork on me like hieroglyphs. I want to, you know what I'm saying? But it's just in me, you know? So yeah. yeah. You think it's a past life thing? I've heard that, that sometimes it's uh our past lives kind of hailing back to us. Maybe you were an Egyptian pharaoh. Yes. You know what? I would I would not deny that, Queen. I will take that. <laughs> Happily. Yes. I hope that's what this is. You know, I think yeah. life is, I mean, life is so beautiful and it's such a mystery as well. I mean, I've talked with people who say, hey, I've been to a different realm. I've time traveled. I've, you know what I mean? It's people who've literally done some things. So, Queen, I'm that's not far-fetched. That's not far-fetched at all. You wrote about how indie artists are not necessarily as are not necessarily as supported as they should be. And you wanted to talk about women in entertainment, whether it's evolved or not. And I see them as kind of one in the same or deeply connected because women evolve if they are supported to evolve. And my question for you is, have you seen that as such a powerful person that you're you are getting support for your power or do you feel it gets cut off? Wow. That's such a deep question. I love these questions. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of both. I feel like my power is supported um, where it's reciprocated or wanted, you know, certain events that I go to and I see people are tapping to their power. See, that's what it is. Sometimes I go places and people haven't, people don't know themselves yet. So they're looking at me crazy and it's like, well, who this girl thinks she is? And it's like, hey, I think I'm the goddess that I, you know, have the right to think I am. And you should think you that king or that queen that you think you are because you should always think that highly of yourself. I mean, why not? It's not going to hurt you. So yeah, yeah, queen. I mean, like I said, it's a back and forth. Sometimes when I go to those events, where the connection is there universally and it's in alignment with what I'm already doing. It's like I'm walking on red carpet with gold trimming because people see it and they're like, Nisha, thank you for what you continue to do. And they're pouring into my power. And I feel even more powerful, like, oh my gosh, I got to keep going. And then it's events I go to where, you know, they make me feel less than, or they make me feel like, well, what am I doing? Maybe I should lessen my power a little bit to get on this level. So yes, queen, it is, it is, you know, a back and forth thing, but I have to continue to stand firm and stand strong. And, um, I've realized that, you know, people are going to make time and make a way to support who they want to support no matter what, you know? So for me, it's just been continuing to be true to me and people, uh, gravitating towards that. You know, you said something really interesting, and I think it's relatable to everybody, including myself, which is, do I have to dim myself 
to kind of level up. And in the end, we all do it. And then we realize I didn't level up. I just catered more to those who were already powerful. But it happens all the time in the industry. And it kind of feels like what you're talking about is like the people receive me, but, but the businessmen don't. Do you think that, that there has been more leeway or more um, permission to be powerful uh, by business men in terms? Like, has the industry opened up in the same way that the people have opened up to your power? I definitely don't think so. I think the industry um, has to catch up. They have to take heed. First of all, they have, they need to be ready because I'm going to hit them by storm. But <laughs> I think, you know, the industry has opened up to my power yet. I feel like they're, they're teetering a little bit. I see some of the artists that they're kind of getting behind that have that different message that's coming with a, a more captivating sound, but they're finding ways to make it commercial or they're finding ways to, you know, make it capital based. So it's like, oh, everybody's, you know, tapped into their stones now. Let's find a way to, you know, make money off of it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I think they've tapped into it enough where they're like, wait, this is a space we need to tap into to make some money off of. But I don't necessarily think it is a genuinely supported space like the bang, bang, shoot them up, you know, shake you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no, absolutely not. It's so difficult because it's kind of, I think you have a, a, an added pressure where because you are powerful, because you are unique, you kind of have to prove your bankability and grow and do way more compared to other artists. Way more. And I, I would imagine the frustration of that is like, I was talking to another artist recently and was saying as artists, you already have to be so much. I think artists have to, nowadays are their own publicist, their own manager, their own. But for you, it's like triple that. You can't, you, you don't have the opportunity to fail. Like you have to already be a success to become a mega success. Whereas other artists are just aiming to be a success. If I'm right. receiving that right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. That's, I mean, you hit it right on the nail queen. I mean, for me, it's like, I don't have to necessarily be, you know, it'd be great to be, you know, on Beyonce's level or on that first name basis that she's on, but that's not necessarily my why, you know, um, as long as I'm comfortable and I'm able to move freely and live how I need to live off of what I love to do, then, you know, I'm okay with that. I mean, obviously people have different ways to define success. I mean, what is success is success being like, oh, you know, I have a couple hundred thousand in the bank and my feet are up or is success. No, I got millions in the bank and I got this and I got that. Or is it, I got billions and I'm here with Beyonce and I, you know what I mean? So for me, as long as I'm able to inspire my people, you know, I'm able to eat at least well. I ain't got to say, you know, I'm eating like McDonald's, but, you know, at least I'm able yeah. to eat. Hey, you uh, know, this yeah. is good, you know, yeah. like as long as I can sustain, I don't have to be like, oh, I got this 24 karat gold toilet. I'm, you know what I mean? That's ridiculous. But as long as I'm like, hey, I, this is the work I put in. This is the palace I was able to build. 
this is what I have to show and I'm able to touch my people. I'm okay with that. I am okay with that. I am perfectly fine with that. But even to get to that is so much harder. It's yeah. so harder. Even just yeah. to get to a, hey, I'm at an okay type of place. You even got to climb, climb, climb and yeah. struggle for that. Yeah, 100%. That, that's kind of what I said about it's kind of like where other artists are just hustling to get success. It's almost as if you have to be a success already to become a mega success. Like you're, you're on a completely different playing field because you're a woman, because you're a black woman in this industry. And I think, you know, what, when I receive what you're saying for me, I imagine the crux is that there's a feeling of the freedom of my voice and the opportunity for financial stability often clash. So where do I find the balance? Where do you find the balance? Um, I find the balance just continuing to push the envelope, you know, not being afraid to even challenge myself, you know, with my uh, most recent single that I have out now, it's called Mimosa. And it's, it's a more fun record. It's a more, you know, it's not, um, as extra conscious as I am on a lot of my other music. And that was me finding a balance of, Hey, I know what people want to hear and I know what I, what I think they need to hear. So let me merge the two. So I'm continuing, you know, it's hard, but I am continuing to find that balance through compromising and, and finding new ways to challenge myself and challenge my artistry. Because if I feel like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm doing something that people think I can't do, then that motivates me even more. But, you know, a lot of times if I do feel like it's something that is um, not in alignment with what I'm doing, my goals, no matter if it's paid or whatever else, like I'm quick to turn it down because I always see the bigger picture on things like, hey, Nipsey said it was a marathon and that's truly what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're tapping into something that I hear a lot with artists of color, and I, I've seen it in, in the Latino community as well, kind of this, uh, this pressure of either, I'm either super conscious or I'm super fun, but humanity lies in the middle. And finding the balance is like, I, you know, when I'm conscious, do people think, oh, she's not fun. When I'm fun, do people think, oh, she's not conscious. Yeah, it is difficult. It is difficult. And I mean, I come from um, a, a space of where I used to do, you know, music and every other word was a curse word, you know. So I've been in that space of where I was angry and I wanted to talk about how angry I was. And I wanted to, you know, talk about these certain things that a lot of people are still talking about. So I've been there and done that. But I guess what I wish for my peers and not judging anybody, but I think um, there should be a point in time where even some of our elders in the game, where it should be some growth, like, Hey, this is, you know, I may have started out talking about killing people, but now I'm actually talking about growing a garden. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't, <laughs> yeah. you yeah, know, I mean, no. it's a development, it's growth. I, I totally agree with you. I, I see your point. I, I, I would say that, you know, it's hard. I think that making that transition from talking about the life you have and whether it's like 
it's poverty, it's racial oppression, and then you become wealthy and successful. And then it's like, well, I can't really talk about that life anymore. But at the same time, will people buy a record about gardening? Right. <laughs> I think so. You, you know, you tap in with the right demographic. I mean, that's the thing I love about the industry now and just the world now, because you really, I mean, like even just thinking about like RZA from Wu-Tang, the fact that um, he has a whole meditation album, you know, it's just like, yo, you know what I mean? If thinking back, I'm sure Wu-Tang fans is like, ah, nah, we could never, you know what I mean? That's something yeah. that would never, but you just never know. But I do think, I do think it is open. Um, for someone to do a, gar a gardening album. And I think that they could take that lane by storm. I definitely think so, because there's so many people. I mean, we have like so many new age and new generation hippies now that are just free. that are just like, oh, I want to hang in the wind and I want to just do me and I don't want to get in trouble. You know what I mean? Like we have that. That's what I, I that's what I love. This, it's the gift and the curse because we have the, you know, the little trash cans that are coming out and saying, hey. I'm rapping about, you know, I'm a little trash can and I just dropped trash can raps volume two. So you yeah. have, but then you have, you know, certain people that are coming out like Toby Nwigway. There's just like, yo, you know what I mean? I'm backed by Erica Badu. And every time we come out, you know, we have on, you know what I mean? A simplistic clothing and it's giving you like this African tribal vibe. And I see a lot of younger people tapping into that. I mean, you know, it it's different ways to really skin a cat and to cut a cantaloupe. You know, you just got to find yeah. your way. No, I, I agree with you 100%. And I, I, one thing that you said that really stood out to me is that people are more open. And I, I think you said, in a way you were talking about people are more open to be spiritual, they're more open to being multicultural, but I think they're also more open to follow an artist's journey. I, and you mentioned that there is this feeling of, I can go with you there because I, I didn't just invest in you as an artist, I invested in you as a person. So I could buy the meditation album. That kind of brings me to your next topic, which is positive lyrics in today's era. Is there room for something different? And I think, I think, it, by your answer, you would say yes. There's Absol still a few hesitants, but there, there is a yes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely do. I mean, I know for a fact there is room. It's just about making that room, you know? I know there's room. I know there's space. I know there's a wide open lane that I need to hop right on in, that I plan to jump right on in. They just haven't seen me jumping yet. Um, but you know, it's just about jumping in there and getting in, knocking through those doors that people are holding on to so tight because they're used to a certain look or a certain cutout sound that they've literally, you know, rolled out for everybody. Like, yeah, this is the blueprint that we're using for the female artists. This is the blueprint we're using for the males. This is what we're using for the singer. You know what I mean? Like, it's that yeah. type of thing. But I definitely know there's room. And if not, I'm going to make space. And that's just <laughs> point blank, period. Yeah. Do you have um, any uh, positive songs that are about to come out? Or at least a song that you have that you think, this is this represents what I see as positivity? Yeah, I mean, I think all of my, honestly, I would have to say, like, all of my music that I've released, I would have to say, like, I was just talking about Mimosa 
That is my current single. It's produced by Tasha Couture, female producer. Um, and just with that record, I was able to, I feel like, uh, captivate what we are, what we were going through or still is going through with this pandemic. Um, but still figuring out a time, still figuring out how to have a good time either way. Yes, it's going to be ups and downs. How are you going to have a good time either way? How are you still going to crack that smile? How are you still going to celebrate during the struggle? Because you deserve to. You made it. You made it. 2020 was just a year in itself that people should be toasting. Even if you don't drink, toast you some alkaline water made it girl we made it my boy we made you know what I mean like yeah should be coming together cats dogs everybody should be cheers and like roof brown we made it <laughs> like crazy yeah. so, mimosa is that I mean I have a song called painful purposes produced by Zaytoven and I truly believe um that you cannot unlock your purpose without enduring some type of pain. And it just speaks to my story. It speaks to me never giving up. It speaks to me going through, you know, those car accidents, like I said, or going through challenges in my life or facing adversity and me turning that pain into purpose. And then that purpose turning into passion and then that passion turning into payment. You know what I mean? Like just constantly. So that's what that's about, Queen. And like I said, I, I my music is is made um, to uplift people, to empower, to remind people about the God, the goddess within, the power within that you just need to tap into. You may be distracted being on TikTok all day. You may be distracted being on Instagram all day. Turn off your phone, tap into that power that you have within because it's there. It's just waiting on you. I'm definitely, definitely receiving and backing that idea of positivity. And that connects us to our final um, topic, which is cannabis in today's industry. How does it connect to music? And it's big. It's big. I, I, I can't, I think every artist in some ways is beginning to invest in the cannabis industry. It's something everybody's written about, might as well make a profit from it. Yes, yes. I mean, it's just crazy. I think, um, I, I feel like it's only right that, you know, different um, lawmakers or people, you know, who are in jail, something needs to be done about that ASAP since we're selling this legal cannabis. I mean, everybody, you know, people that were put in jail for a dime bag back in the, I don't know, 60s or 70s or whatever, let those people go. I think that's the first order of business. We need to get serious about freeing people um, for, for cannabis since this is legal, you know, in a lot of places now, you know, it's like a slap on the wrist. So I think that's the first order of business. Um, yeah. I appreciate cannabis and, and what it does for me when, uh, when I need it, you know, just functioning, you know what I mean? Like I say, I'm a person that has been through a lot of things. So it just helps me to, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say cope, but you know, it does kind of help me get through my day to days. Sometimes everybody has their thing that they do, you know what I mean? But I like to lean on uh, uh, my flowers out the garden, if you would, you know, to keep me uplifted. You know, I appreciate the properties and I definitely feel like 
Um, it's a God given, a God given herb that was meant for us to use to open up our mind. And that's just the bottom line. I mean, you know, obviously, like I said, everything turns into uh, capital, capital, capital. How can we make money off of it? But this was literally a sacred herb left for the people. So, I mean, I enjoy it. I love it. I want to get into um, possibly one day owning my own dispensary. Get into that. I want to get into that one day. Nice trees or nice cannabis or um, nice flowers or nice CBD because I know that's a big thing. So, yeah, Queen, I feel like it's opening up and I want to I want to merge into that lane, too.